Derek. It's been a week. It's Friday the 13th. It's Friday the 13th. There's some, we're not going to get into political stuff, but there's some major political stuff that's supposed to happen today. There's, it's the off season uh, for the pros. It was, must be work season for us because it's Friday and we're just sitting down to do episode 31. Yeah, it's been a ridiculous week. Man, it's, uh, it is what it is, you know, like, uh. Interest rates are high, but people are still wanting or needing houses. Those houses need work done to them. And it's just been a week. So today, yes, it's Friday. We apologize. This is the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. This is episode 31, and it's brought to you by DBS Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services and Michelle and Trey Real Estate. And guess what? We have been doing those jobs this week. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about... The motocross the nations we didn't get to watch it because it's very hard over here to find where you can pay for the subscription and watch it and all that stuff we did follow it in twitter we had big motocross amateur weekend up in gatorback at the historic gatorback uh, motocross track the gold cup is still popping off there's dade city going on this weekend we're in a, basically a muggy weather front so there's been a lot of moisture there's tracks that are having to not operate this week because the rains have been so heavy hell we had a tornado up in crystal river yep so it's kind of that switch of seasons for us which can cause some rough weather for for florida but this weekend we'll we'll highlight a little bit of what's going on and guess what we'll be back monday to wrap up what happened this weekend so (laughs) it's gonna be a short turnaround but how's it going man how was uh gator back it was good um track was gnarly uh Saturday was open practice, uh, nine to twelve on the Gatorback track, and then twelve to three on the Supercross track. It was fun. I've seen a lot of big names there: Josh Grant, Mike Brown, Colin Park, Carson Wood. Um, there's a lot of those guys out riding. Were they practicing for just for Supercross? Were they there with their kids, or are they just prepping for minios? I, if they were there for Supercross, they were let down because the Supercross track is very, very mild. Yeah. Like. My kid hit a double on the PW. So um, I know big guys like Caleb Groves, he said, like, this track is not – it's a kid's track. Um, it looked fun, tight, yeah. technical. But for big bikes, like, it would be fun to go out and rip on a 110 is what it looked like. Um, you could probably have fun on a 250F. But I, for Colin Park, somebody like that, you know, Mike Brown, I don't think that was – overall good supercross practice if that's what they were there for but for mike brown he's going he's he's basically probably doing a little uh reconnaissance for minios for his riders and for himself and the plus 50 class or whatever he's just just living it yeah Yeah, i mean the guy it's crazy how fast he still is it's ridiculous he went out and won yeah uh, the 450 pro it's it's ridiculous i mean the guy is a machine yep He, he just still rides but uh Give us a little update on how Bowen did, because this is probably the biggest track that he's ever ridden. It's definitely the biggest track. It was the roughest track he's ever ridden. Um, he he didn't do well overall, but uh, he rode his heart out. That's all I can ask for. So um, track conditions, I think, probably some of the best he's ever rode. Um, the 450s were having trouble in ruts, so he was on a PW50. Five motos after them. Um he did well. I mean, he was jumping stuff on a P-Dub. We were, I can't complain. Um, we got rid of a bike. We bought an e-bike. 
while we were there. So this weekend I think is going to be fun. We've got both kids racing. Yeah. Um, Dade City this weekend. Uh, Gold Cup's at Okeechobee this weekend if it doesn't get rained out. Yeah. In a way, I kind of hope it does so we can race it later. But um, we just need a break this weekend. I, uh, I think it's cool because, like, whether or not he did well, he's five years old. He got to go ride on a national caliber track mm-hmm. and see what that looks like as a little kid. And there's an awe that goes with that that no matter what you say, until a little kid, it's like m- me when I got to go play at Indianapolis on the RCA stadium court yeah. for a match, and you're like, shit, this thing's huge. Yeah, that's wild. The court's the same size, but this place is huge. Mom was a nervous wreck Saturday Saturday morning, they ran full track. Oh. And they sent the P-dubs down in the gator pit and up over the step-ups, and they all wrecked. None of them could make it up the hills. Yeah. They couldn't make it up the finish line. So for the race, they had to cut all that out. Like practice two, they cut all that out. So but, how did they How did they run them? Um, so have you been there since they – They kind of shortened the start. and So they – there is like the water truck road yeah. off to the left of the step ups and the gator pit. So they'd cut them out of the track, bring them down into the gator pit, and then up the water truck road. Uh, and then they cut off the far left section over by the road where yeah. you come in. Yeah. So they cut all that off, which to me is the easiest part for them to ride. Yeah. So they cut all that off, and then they did the rest of the track. And then when they come to the finish line, they drop down into the finish line and just go out around it on the water truck road. Okay. Because they're so steep that nobody yeah. can, none of them could make it up. Yeah, so. I've, I've had the opportunity not on the, not to ride the motocross track, but in FTR races back in the day, we used to ride part of the track. Yeah. Not, we rode it, but we cut through and went up, and we'd go back in the woods back there in the top section, mm-hmm. and then come through. And yeah, it's it's. Even if you don't want to, you come to the finish line, you jump. Unless you literally just roll, you jump because it's so steep, you can't. Yeah. You're bogging roll. down if you're not jumping. Yeah. Like you're, so It's pushing it to get up it. But it's just a, it's just an awesome historical place. I think it'd be like a, like a kid up in the Northeast for the first time going to race at High Point. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, my God, like this is where we it's race. It's a big track. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a gnarly track. It breaks down gnarly. Um, and they, they water and water and water there. So it was muddy, uh, tacky. The ruts were deep. So, but like I said, the experience alone is. So how are, like, uh, Caleb, we had him on the podcast. Um, we need to touch on those riders. How, how did Caleb do? I know, I know it was a, not a perfect weekend, or I probably would have heard about it, but how was it? I know a uh, college boy, I believe he won. Um, I know he won Moto 1. I was up there on the line with a bunch of them. I'm going to post a, a little edit of the weekend here. Okay. Um, now that I'm finally getting caught up a little bit, put everything together. I got some starts. Uh, 450 Pro A, I believe he got second in Moto 1. In Moto 2, he was taken out by a a rider who decided to dump a clutch and just throw his bike. Uh, took out like four guys. Um, he broke levers again went down on the the one start so it's he had a rough weekend but he had a good weekend um i got a company that that makes these levers that's what that don't break yeah i i said have have you ever considered investing in in an arc lever or the the amount of money that you have spent in levers in the last month is mine i think he's probably broke a good 10 levers in the last month yeah and one of them just loading a bike into a truck 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. So yeah. let's let's <laughs> add that one in too. So I mean, th- and this is the privateer life, but those those levers aren't cheap. But also, you don't buy them anymore, and they've been back. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so we had the second or third round of Gold Cup. We got Motor Bros this weekend. Or mm-hmm. Motor Bros. Yeah, it's Motor, Bros. Motor Bros. This weekend. Um, supposedly one of the best looking tracks in Florida. That's what I hear. It's an amazing facility. I have never been there. Um, that's why half the reason we were really considering going down there this weekend, but with my oldest wanting to race, I'm not going to throw him in an AMA sanctioned race, um, for his first race back in years. Well, just as a side note, Part of Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast, will be down there Sunday. My wife and I are going on an excursion. Because my wife wants to go to a corn maze, and there's a corn maze on Highway 60, so we're like, hey, let's go down and watch a little motocross. And then on the way home, we'll come up 441 in the middle of nowhere and turn left and get on 60 and go to the middle of nowhere and go to this corn maze in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) So... Guys, I'll be down there this weekend. If anybody sees us walking around, you'll see me probably in one of my traditional hats with funky socks on, and Michelle and I will be walking around. And and so check us out. If I see anybody I know, I'll stop and talk to you. But uh, I'm not the voice. I am the voice, but I'm not the voice that's going to just come bother you while you're racing. Yeah. So if you see me and want to say hi, come say hi. Um I got no problem with that, but we're gonna we're gonna be down there for the early morning part. If if the weather's good, we're, we'll be down there to watch a little bit and uh, check it out because I I do want to see what's what the races are looking like, and it gives me a chance to go see a facility that I haven't seen before. So, um, that being said, there was a fairly large race that occurred in France last weekend. It's, it's okay sized. I mean, <laughs> I mean if. If you want to know why it's important that the USA send a team, I don't care what level team you guys say it is. If you want to know why it's important, look at the pictures of the crowd on Saturday that was only qualifying and the crowd on Sunday, which was the race. Yeah, Nations is always gnarly. I mean, that's it's always a huge turnout. So that's why you should send a team. Yeah, Red Bud is... Yeah. You bring it to Red Bud and that place is just loaded. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just the world's largest motorcycle race yeah it, it, it is it's amazing and guess what there were some phenomenal rides and there are people digging on team usa first of all i want your opinion on team usa because i think it's just bad luck i mean yeah i mean the bits and pieces that i've seen but we got christian craig who was out for how long i mean christian was with us every other weekend with his son jagger riding mm-hmm. um he's been in a sling and a, a cast for months on end at this point to literally come back for a couple of weeks and train for nations yeah. and then go over there um i we i think we had the underdog team for yeah. what we had and i think they did top 10 was phenomenal and they were they were in fourth until the last moto where they fell got whatever happened and they couldn't get back but they were in fourth when you when you got aaron plessinger saying that that track these guys are crazy then you know something's wrong because that boy lives for that stuff yeah so i think they did well i mean i couldn't expect more out of them from a top 10 um 
I didn't get to see RJ ride at all. He came from the back stuff. multiple times because one, he'd either crash or someone get taken out in a crash. But he rode solid. Like he rode solid. I mean, it is what it is. Like it's 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 a crapshoot. It's kind of like a playoff game. Mm-hmm. The Braves. The Braves were the one of the best teams in the NL and just got the snot beat out of them by the Phillies. Like it's playoff baseball. It's it's the playoffs. It's a one-shot day if you crash, or like Jason Anderson a few years ago, where he won the moto and then got landed on, yeah. and America loses because uh, Cooper Webb falls down in the last corner. It's just it's yes, there's skill, but it's what how it falls that day. Yeah. And guess what? We finished eighth. We sent a team. They were well. People loved Aaron Plessinger. They loved the send of RJ. Christian Craig is one of the largest blogging people. So people, we sent a very good representative team. We just didn't win. No. I mean, like I said, I think we got everything that we expected out of them. Yeah. They they rode their hearts out. They wrecked, they wrecked. I mean, it's yeah. it's motocross. It's, it's not in a track that they're not familiar with, and it's a gnarly track. Yeah. I mean. It's a slick track on a hillside. Yeah. It looks somewhat tight. But it's a famous track. Erne is a famous track in yeah. France. And, then, and France was, I think it was the last five, the host home team has won. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, But Erne, I mean, congratulations, Ken Roxon. Did anybody have on their bingo card Ken Roxon winning the MX class? Yeah. Like, on a Suzuki for Germany, winning the class. Tom Vial winning... Tom Vial has done dilly squat over here, and he goes home, and all of a sudden he's the man. Yeah, he's comfortable. Yeah, and, and it's just a just a great. There were some great individual performances in the race, and I just think I'm tired of hearing people dig on. Well, these guys don't want to go ride. Do your research. There are some teams they don't want to send the riders. Yeah, they want to ride it, but they can't. Yeah, I mean. Adam Ciancerillo and Jason Anderson will raise their hand and go. American Kawasaki won't support the race because yeah. guess what? They're American Kawasaki. Mm-hmm. They just don't feel it fits into their marketing strategy. I can't fault them, but why can't worldwide Kawasaki say, we got you covered, man? It blows my mind, though, because it's it's such a – a media-centered race that, mm-hmm. I mean, it, the hype around Team USA for the whole thing is, yeah. I don't know, it doesn't make any sense to me, but they they have a weird marketing strategy Yeah, when it comes to anything American, Kawasaki. But it's funny because Pro Circuit will go in a heartbeat. Yeah. Mitch Payton will send, he'd send three riders if you wanted him to. He'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But let's touch on why people didn't go. Chase Sexton didn't go because... The biggest secret in motocross that we knew about for months. Yes, he's changing teams. He was he was over in Europe, looking at the new bike, checking out the new bike. Yep. Number change. Yeah. New team. Yeah. What's up with that? Taking the four. Got enough points to take the four, I guess. Yeah. At this point, my my kids are not overly happy about <laughs> it because they know the Sexton twenty three, and that's their favorite rider. So, Justin Cooper couldn't go because he changed his wedding once. Because that's when they thought the motocross the nations was going to be. Mm-hmm. They changed it because of 
scheduling, SMX, and, well, he's getting married. Well, guess what? I don't expect the young man to change his wedding again. No, take a break from work. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why he wasn't there, because he would have gone. Star will send a team. Any of the Austrian triplet would send a team. Honda would send a team. The only people that couldn't go were people that were changing teams. And Kawasaki won't send people. Yeah. And hopefully that changes at some point. Maybe when they get rid of Bruce Sternstrom and some of those old school guys, maybe that philosophy will change. It's kind of like what we've seen with Honda and their... They're wanting to give the riders whatever they want for a bike now with Lars and the changing face of that corporate structure. So maybe, maybe, but I don't know. What was your, t- I think the overall, like, I just see the crowds and it's like, why wouldn't oh, you want to be there? Yeah. I would love to be there, but oh, obviously cr- I'm not traveling to France. No. So I don't have to. Next year it's in Matterly Basin and one of them, another historic track. Mm-hmm. And then I heard in 2025, it's coming back to the USA. I think I'll be there then. Well, we'll So I had every intention of going to Redbud. What I can't remember the date of it last year. I feel like that's when we got married. Was that weekend? It was around that time, yeah. yeah. August. No, August, you got married in August. Yeah. There was something There was something happening that you couldn't go. I yeah. I think well, maybe we had our reception down here. Maybe. Something, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we we missed you it. Cuz I, cause I was not yeah. I was not happy that I couldn't go, but um Yeah. Well, oh, we had the release of the schedule. We know what's east and west. Let's banter this back and forth for a moment. St. Louis and Dallas. In your mind, which one's west, which which one's east? Well, clearly they don't know, so... The schedule's always weird. Um, And it makes it hard for us, too, because they... There's clearly East Coast races, there's clearly West Coast races, then the middle ones, it's like, let's, let's flip a coin. I mean, Dallas... We were we were looking at a map the other day, and someone had posted a picture of Dow, of Calif- uh, California, Texas. Texas is 791 miles across, so they went to the perimeter of each part of the state, and they went 791 miles. Mm-hmm. You can drive across Texas, or you can make it to my house. Yeah, the same mileage. Mm-hmm. It's 20 hours. I I think we need a central district too at this point because. <laughs> East, West, and Central. Dallas is now an East race. Yeah. St. Louis. I've been to St. Louis. I feel like it's right there on the Mississippi River. It's a a West Coast race. I feel like if anything in Texas, if there's any races in Texas, they're East because Houston's always usually, Houston has been the opening East round. At least it was last year. Um, So I don't know if now Texas is just considered East Coast. And <laughs> I mean, that's the East Coast. Yeah. If you did the mileage for East Coast riders versus West Coast riders, God bless you, East Coast riders. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of screws us, too, in a way, because Ooh. it's there's a lot of a lot of driving and or flying that's yeah. going to be involved. Um, Maybe St. Louis is a West round. Maybe St. Louis is a West round because that is where Lewis and Clark went West. I guess that's a hell of a way to look at it. Well, maybe we should. It works. Maybe we should tout the race. We're we gonna boycott everything. The arch. This is the this is the west swing. There you go. But no, we don't have to go to St. Louis, but we have to go to Dallas. Yeah. So what do we got? Dallas, Detroit, well, Detroit first, Massachusetts, 
Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia, which is a new one. Nashville. Um, Alabama. We got Birmingham Alabama this year. Alabama is a new one. It's a new one. And they've released all the tracks, too. Yeah. So. Are we in East Rutherford, New Jersey this year? No. We're in Massachusetts instead. And then Philadelphia. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be around. Um, yeah. We'll be there. It'll be fun, but we got to get that scheduling all figured out. But it just made me laugh when I pull up the schedule, and like, I'm literally sitting there with my wife, and I'm like, okay, I know this is east. I know this is east. I don't know which one of these is east because you're counting. Yeah. One of these is going to be east, and one of these is going to be west. Well, that's what the, the battle we were going back and forth with for the the week and a half yeah. until they finally gave us that you that sent it or Rylan yeah. sent it to us. So I can't remember. I sent but, it to you, yeah. and I'm like, I don't know which is which, and finally – I even asked Rylan. I'm like, Rylan, as a writer, do you he have? Don't know. Do you have? And he's like, No, man. I'm still trying to figure it out too. And I'm like, Because travel plans need to start. You can get cheap tickets. You can get like, yep. if you can start planning this stuff out. So that was that was fun. I'm glad they've I'm glad they've announced it. That's that's really cool. Um, I did look at <laughs> if Rylan does well. I did look at Utah. It's 2,435 miles. And Michelle looked at me. She goes, Dude, we're flying. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's plane tickets. She's like, we're not driving. I've already looked at all these. They're all plane tickets. So except for uh, Daytona. Yeah, <laughs> Birmingham's not a plane ticket. Birmingham's nine hours. That's yeah. easy. That's an easy drive. So, but no, that's that's the fun part of now that the schedules drop, we get to start planning that stuff out. Uh, representation, having for Ryland, having him there, Derek balancing that with the Caleb Groves growth. That's a tough one. Caleb Groves growth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, first thing, I guess, for Caleb is investing in some new levers, um, and then we'll work on that. Uh, how does it, how did his fitness look? How's, how's he looking? Because there has been a transition. Yeah, he wasn't bad this weekend. Okay. Um, obviously, like I said, how the track broke down, it, it beat everybody up. Yeah. But um, fitness-wise, he looked all right. Okay. Uh, just going, the, the going down and getting – the few hard hits obviously takes it out of you, yeah. but um, I didn't see what we seen weeks ago. Okay, well, that's so, good. That's good. That's a positive. That's a positive growth. Yeah, like I said, he's growing. He's 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 getting there. Um, at this point, we're going to get him on a a training program. As Corey LaJoy says, he's a NASCAR driver. His podcast is called Stacking Pennies because that's what he's had to do to build his career is stack pennies. And Caleb's at that point right now where it's stacking pennies and. and Rylan, in his own way, is going through the same thing. He stacked some pennies last year, and now the the penny stack needs to get a little bigger. Mm-hmm. And that's the fun part of being we're we're away. We're 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 in Lake Wales. Our riders that we are working with are not in Lake Wales, but it's fun having those text messages or phone calls or different communication. House training going and like you can just hear the excitement. I, I just know Rylan, and like I get a text and I'm like. He's almost screaming, like, it's going good, man. Everything's yeah. great. I'm having a great time. And, He's excited. Yeah, and it's excited. And and Caleb drops a few bad words in there. And, <laughs> you know, like, the two of them are very opposite. Uh-huh. And uh, that's the fun part. But uh, what's what's going on this weekend? You, so you've decided you're going to take the family since Oakley is going to make his re-debut? Yeah, I guess that's what you can call it. Yeah. Um, Restart? My boy's going to jump. My oldest is going to jump on an e-bike this weekend. That we picked up last weekend and give motocross a shot again. He was training this weekend with uh, with me. He's actually asked me to train him, which never happened before. Um, Cole Bradford worked with him this week too. 
So we'll see how it goes. Is Cole um, back on a bike yet? Not quite, but close. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, I was just curious if he was back, if he had healed up, or because I know he's training. He helps with some kids. Like, uh, we want to shout out Lindsey C and uh, yeah, he, Parker. He does. He's good with kids. Yeah. I'll give him that. Um, he's a good trainer. The kids listen to him. My kids are finally opening up to him, so it's getting better. Uh, I watched my kid soar a fifty mini this week, thanks to Cole. Um, well, scared, Bo- the, scared the hell out of me. Bowen will actually talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Took took a long time. I mean, we've yeah. been doing this for how many weeks now? Yeah. So well, I've been here for thirty one weeks in a row, and yeah. he still doesn't talk to me. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I gave I uh, sent Matt Bell a message this week and gave him a big hats off to to Cole. Um, Cole's a good kid. Yeah, like I said, he does well with the kids. I if anybody gets a chance, I know he trains at Tampa Max once in a while. Um, obviously, ours is a little private, but he he's he's out and about. If if you want to take anybody, take your kids to anybody, I would highly recommend. And a quick, Nicole. quick shout out, since our podcast usually shoots on Monday, it doesn't go live, but since we have the opportunity, I'd like to get a quick shout out to Matt Bell's uh, church service on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. It's a You can go to HBI Racing, find the link, it's on Zoom. Yeah, message us, I can yeah, get it for you. Get, get with Derek. It, it's It's... Coming from a super not religious person, it's a peacefulness. It's it's cool because um, it's very motocross based. Yes, as well. Yeah. So Matt's got a way of connecting with people like us that um, that ride and or race and bringing the faith into it as well. It's cool. Like it's a like you said, it's it's very peaceful yeah. but it's it's not your average church service well i i've actually had the chance to sit in church service and listen to matt preach a real church service and i was comfortable it's biblical but guess what you take out of it what you want yeah and that day they were talking about raising your children and not spoiling them and the the it was all biblical but it was peaceful so whether or not that's your cup of tea, you're in a group of people. Colin Parks joined in. Um, oh, yeah, he's... Other, other riders, other professional riders join in. Other just local racers join in. And it's just a time to kind of hear something that is going to give you tranquility and peace mm-hmm. and, and make maybe even make you think a little bit. So that's on Monday nights. Um, we are uh kind of winding it down for this season we're gonna do monday because that's date city i might have a report from motor bros um and then we'll see i'm thinking actually it might be tuesday maybe tuesday i have medical testing on monday we'll talk about that yeah we'll talk about it but but it's kind of at this point the season there's there's even the big time podcast are taking some time off they're taking weeks off Mm -hmm. because there's there's not a lot going on. There's a lot happening in Florida, but right now you're kind of in the grind of just changing bikes, getting new teams, moving, starting your training program, and then there's amateur motocross. Yeah. So, and by the way, the off-road season, I'd like to congratulate my nephew. Went up to West Beckley, Beckley, West Virginia last week and one quarter mile to go, made the pass for the win. 
I don't know how you pass on a 4 by 4 quad and where they had the space, <laughs> but made the pass for the win and took the victory in the uh, 4x4B um, class. I haven't told him yet, but he, he's going to get bumped to A next year. I, I, AMA mm-hmm. is going to say, thank you, come on. Come, come on up and play with the big boys. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to him. Great. He, he's done well since this, the break. And um, I get the opportunity to take him to the airport next uh, Thursday night to fly him out to Ironman for the last GNCC of the year. So all the big series are kind of winding down. Yeah. So we may even take at some point a little bit of a hiatus, um, which leads me to my nephew has reached out. And he he doesn't understand that this stuff costs. Let's start an off-road podcast. So there might be there might be sub episodes called the MX or Beyond the Curve. The MX Beyond the Curve podcast goes off-road. And, and we might do that as he and I, because he is in tuned with what's going on off-road. Which is something you and I really were not. That's not what we're covering. Yeah. So I might give him that opportunity to sit down with me, just camera and microphones, and we might Talk do some off road. Do some off road, and they'll be completely sub episodes. So like this is thirty one, his would be thirty one point five, and and they'll be on mm-hmm. our platform just because it's still racing, and so we're gonna see how that goes. So I haven't finalized. If he watches this, maybe he'll. His, he'll start smiling, <laughs> but he's actually pretty good. He's he's 18 years old. He's in it. He's got a lot of contacts, so it might be something that we just do as a subset. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that being said, I hope Oakley has a good experience this weekend. I think I think that's cool. Um, what are your feelings with some of the team changes? Let's talk about that because before we leave, there's been a lot of movement in the pro world. Do we see positives or negatives in those changes? Riders. Um, I'm not sure what to think yet. I've watched Saxon ride just a little bit on the KTM. Looks smooth, comfortable. Um, I think that's probably going to be a good change. The Honda's pretty much Lawrence at this point. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing because they're they're dominant and Sexton is a little bit different than them. He can be number one at KTM. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, I think that's going to be a good one. Uh, what other ones we got? We got... Well, Joe Shimoda has not been in... Why hasn't Joe Shimoda been announced yet at, at Honda? I don't know. Isn't that weird? I don't... Like, we go back to the secrecy, because... We all know he's going there. I witnessed some stuff this weekend that might throw some red flags. Well, um, obviously, I'm not going to say any of that. Or show it. Well, correct. Um, so I don't, I don't, we, we get, jump back into the secrecy where, well, now you got to thinking, is this guy going to this Keller? What about this guy? So I don't know. I I think so far all the changes are going to be good. What about Cooper Webb going to Yamaha? It already showed well in, um, being on the bike for a very short period of time. Like he said, he feels home again, so. And do you think there's going to be any problem between he and Tomac? I doubt it. I don't think so either. They, they, Tomac always has his RV. I mean, for God's sakes, Tomac's getting ready to have a third kid. Like he's, he, this is a family man now. Yeah. They're gonna. They're barely gonna train together. They're probably 
they've never done anything bad on the track to one another. No, it's just racing. Yeah, they just know? race. So they're going to be teammates, and they're going to be competitors. Tomac's not one to take anybody out no. or anything of that nature. If he gets aggressive, it's... You've done something. Yeah, and it, <laughs> he's still not taking you out. I no. mean, he might clip a front wheel or something, just yeah. slightly, but he's not going to full-on bar it. Yeah. Um, did you happen to see the Ryder intro for TLD with Ryder D. Francesco? Ryder D., yep. That was cool. That was the best yeah. video. Did you see what they did when they hit? If you haven't seen this video, go to TLD, the Gas Gas, Howard, Google Ryder D. Francesco, go to YouTube, watch the video. Watch when they hit the trash cans. Did you see what came out of the trash can? Uh-uh. Green plastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that because I, I thought that was hilarious. It's been a, well, it's been like a week or so now since I watched it. But, yeah, they hit that and all the Kawasaki stuff yes. come flying out. That, that is, was hilarious. I mean, Ryder D was Team Green since he was on 65s. He's, yeah, he won uh, Loretta's at like four years old on a Cobra. Yeah. And then he's been green ever since. And, and like, he was the epitome of Kawasaki. Mm-hmm. And now he's with Teal. What a, and they had Troy Lee in the middle of the van with them. Like, yeah. it's just hilarious. But the question I saw someone ask, is Moseman alive? Like, where did he go? I don't know. I know he had a I, big injury. I was questioning that as well because I don't – we haven't heard from him. I mean, nothing. It's no. been dead silence. So, I don't know if maybe he switched and everything's sworn to secrecy again or he's just – Done. Yeah. Going to go minister because, like, that was a big thing for him is his ministry. And plus he's – a massively intelligent young man. Like, yeah. he's super intelligent. Um, so, no, I think just those changes. You got Sexton with Plessinger. M- Malcolm, I guess, will come back. I haven't heard anything about Malcolm Stewart. I did hear that he, he'll be back for Supercross. Okay. But um, that's been a month or so So you got ago. Malcolm and Craig. You got Barsha, so your Austrians are taken care of. Uh, Yamaha, we have Tomac. We have Webb, and we have Justin Cooper. Yeah, Levi Kitchen. Levi Kitchen went to Pro, Pro Circuit. Circuit. Oh, two of them. Pro, uh, he and oh my god, there was two of them. They announced it. Who was the other one? I don't remember. Oh my goodness, it was decent. It was decent switch because um, Shimoda's gone. I can't remember, but no. Now you're gonna make me look. Yeah, look it up because, and I'll keep talking about. So Justin Cooper goes to 450. I think he's. Going to have a learning year. I mean, he did fine on the 450. So, Yamaha now has a three-prong attack. Suzuki still has Ken Roxon. I've heard rumors that Dylan Ferrandis might be with Hep, which would be interesting. Honda is the Lawrence brothers. And Kawasaki is Adam and um, Anderson. Call now, or, um... It, it didn't bring it up. Max Volan. Max Volan. But yeah. we also have who? Oh my God! I'll think of it. Give me a minute. Carson Mumford. No. He went not, to Moto Not Kawasaki. But um, I'll think of it. Just. But we'll get there. But we. But there's been some changes. Still the main players. We have Hunter coming up to 450. We have Justin Cooper coming up to 450. We don't really have a lot of new faces unless there's some of the smaller B-team guys that pump up to 450. Mm-hmm. Um, Garrett Marchbank swears he wants to – oh, uh, Enzo Lopes. 
heard there was a star connection there. Um, That's not surprising. Yeah, but he doesn't want to race motocross. I know. We can just go all supercross. But they... So, we got... I guess Dean Wilson's doing Worlds. I don't know what Dean Wilson's going to do. If you ever get a chance, go watch Dean Wilson's... He calls it the Chew... Chew Tube? Chew... Well, I don't know what he calls it. It's not YouTube. He call, It's YouTube, but... But that guy does some great video edits. Mm-hmm. Um, I think next year, the 250 Class Boy is going to be the Hayden Deegan show. Colt Nichols. Colt Nichols with Beta. Yes. Beta. That's what I was getting at. I'm like, why, why is this not coming to And me? what's really funny is you and I were having a conversation about a particular team on a Kawasaki. And I was like, yeah, maybe that's the guy they're talking to. Yeah. And I had totally forgotten that he had what signed with What about Triumph? Beta. 250s? Yeah, are they... I don't know if they've assembled a team at this point. I, they're into it. Yes, they have a team. They have a 250 team. Savachi's going to ride 250 that's, outdoors. That's right. And who did they hire? Somebody's oh, riding Supercross, right? Two of them. Two, two on one on east, one on west. And, oh, my goodness. But, yes, Beta's doing only 450s. Triumph's only doing 250s. So, um, you've got Benny Bloss. And Colt Nichols, yes, for for Beta, Triumph. By the way, how many teams can Monster sponsor? Everybody. You have Kawasaki. You have you have Yamaha. Yamaha is a worldwide deal, and now you have Triumph, which is obviously a worldwide deal because yeah. they're doing the MXGPs too. Triumph's going to be cool. Like I'm excited to see that. How do you like feel about the black bike though? I think it looks cool. Why didn't like, they go Hunter Green like Triumph is? Like, go dark green. I don't know. I like the look of their bike, though. Do you? Yeah. I'm not a big black guy, black bike fan. I am, but I'm not. I mean, they get they get scratched so easily. Like, every scratch you see it, it yeah. just looks beat. But uh, I think we're getting ready to make a, a black e-bike. So, I don't know. I think they look cool. The, I like the blacked-out bikes. I loved Honda's stealth Balmer bike, yeah, for military appreciation last last year at Supercross. So, it, it, there's just there are there are some changes, nothing drastic, but there are some changes. There's some intrigue. There's some new. I mean, on the international stage, there's a rumor that Antonio Caroli, who's been with KTM since he won his first title, mm-hmm. is going to transition to a role with Ducati as they enter the 450 fray, yeah. and it's like. Dude, what's going on here? Like, I'm excited to see the Triumph and the Beta. Yeah. But I'm also, <laughs> a weird note is they got all their all their Kellers on the side of the screen on this timing and scoring on Supercross. Yeah. We're running out of Kellers, okay? Because yeah. we do a, a light gray and a white for, for Husqvarna. Yeah. And blue for Yamaha. KTM. What do they do green. for Gas Gas and Honda? Because they're both so red. So Gas Gas is the light gray. Okay. Husky's white. So what are we doing? Black for Triumph? What are we doing for Beta? Cause a, a, a French flag or gonna, yeah. red, white, and blue? I don't know what we're going to do for that. Like They're going to they're gonna run out of colors. We're going to run out of ideas. Of, what the hell bike is he on? Yeah. Now, there's only one Suzuki, though. Yep. Like I, That's why I wish Triumph would have gone to that that forest green because they're known for that that european yeah. dark i am a, green. i am a hunter green guy yeah but I, but i i think it's cool welcome welcome aboard i'm inter- interested to see how it goes 
they've been testing. They have a facility. Like, it's not a joke. Like, mm-hmm. the Triumph thing isn't a joke. The ferries moved from Florida to live at the facility yeah. in Georgia. The bike looks good. Like, it, just watching the, the test rides at yeah. SMX, it, it looks like a good bike. I think, I think they might face some struggles in the first year. Yeah. Um, well, because they've taken components, which every manufacturer... Back in the old days, I was listening to a podcast about how bikes have evolved. Back in the old days, you hid all of your stuff because you didn't build everything the same as the other manufacturers. Mm-hmm. In 2023, no one's hiding anything. So Triumph wanted to build a new bike. Well, all they did was go buy all the other bikes and figure out the best componentry, how to put that together. And they built basically a bike that they thought was the best of each of those components. So what's your take on that? Like people used to hide stuff. You can't really hide it anymore. Do you feel like people are making fun of the Triumph because it looks like a Yamaha and it does this. And it's like, well guys, that's what they do. Yeah, but it's not, it's got its own, it's got its own aspects. I think the, the bike itself is totally different. Yeah. Um, If you actually look at it in depth, there but you can see bits and pieces of everything else too so i think it's still its own bike that's why i said i think they're going to face some some struggles the first year there's probably going to be some failures somewhere on that bike that they didn't know when it's actually put to work yeah well i think it's going to be and that's the that's the the meat grinder of supercross mm-hmm. beta over in europe is called beta they've been struggling like hell in the mxgps they've had some good rides they're having trouble finding a second rider for next year for MXGP because the bike's just not performing. Yeah. But wait, it's a good off-road bike. But let's send it over to America. Let's hire two riders who haven't had great success, and let's beat it the hell on a Supercross track. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine being the tester right now of like, yeah, that didn't feel right. Let's not jump this triple right now. Let's not jump off. Let's not do the on-off. That's got to be nerve-wracking. Yeah, but once they figure it out, yeah, I think um, they'll be just as competitive as everything else. Look at Gas Gas coming out of nowhere again. Yeah, uh, Husky making their their comeback in the world years ago, um, and look at them now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna I think it's good, and we shouldn't bitch and moan. Maybe we should say, "Ooh, I'm a little trepidatious about them making this move." But we should embrace the fact that there are Suzuki has kind of backed away, but now there's two that have taken that spot, and there's still talk about Ducati coming in. There's still talk of other brands, and let's not forget, Honda just dropped an electric bike with Trey Kennard's number on it. They it's a did. race in Japan. They did, and I'm kind of excited for that. I don't like electric bikes. Me either, but have you seen any of the videos of whole shots and races on a Stark Farb? They are dominating. Yeah. Like, it's cheating, but yeah. they're awesome, and they're so user-friendly that, I don't know. I'm I'm a kind of guy that, like, I do welcome new technology. Um, I like my gas bikes. Don't get me wrong at all, but I... I don't think they're going to take over the industry yet. Um, it's going to be a while. But I do like the the introduction of the new stuff. So I would like to own a Stark Farg. 
Yeah, but and I'm, I'm and ex- or a CRE or whatever they. Yeah, call. I don't know what it's called, but it was amazing that that drop with Trey Kennard's number on it, and it it's looks gonna awesome. Race, and too. it's going to race in Japan. Yeah, it and, looks and, like a nasty bike. Yeah, so it's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. It, it it is coming, and I think now with Honda, and I hate to say I'm sorry, Stark Varg, but with Honda entering the fray and a true motocross bike, now these world MXGP and AMA are going to have to say, oh, we're going to have to do something. Mm-hmm. Because they could they could shun Stark Varg, which they have. They've, oh, you can do these races, yeah, you can do this. But they can't push out the big brands. You're not pushing out Honda. Because Honda look- can say, well, okay, we'll, we'll just walk away. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them drop some smaller bikes first. So, like, a <clears throat> obviously we have a 50 comparable e-bike. Um, I'd like to see a 65 and an 85 because there is kids, like, such as my my oldest, who the noise is kind of what pushed him out of racing to begin with. That, that two-stroke noise of the 50s is pretty screeching. Yeah. Um, and when you got a kid like that who's sensitive to noise, they're. It, I, I don't like to see kids drove away from the sport because of something like that. Yeah. So then he jumps on an e bike and it's like he never, never quit. Um, we worked out a few kinks. But so I would like to see them be able to progress from. You know, if that's the thing that makes them comfortable in the sport, at some point they might grow out of that. So yeah. I'd like to see a 65 comparable uh, e bike and then like an 85 and at that point they should be pretty well out of it but they can also go to four strokes where it's not yeah the next step would be you know the 250f where they're not the the bumblebees running around yeah yes like if if you hear them from a mile away it's like oh there's a there's a swarm of bees flying yeah i mean i i love the two stroke but some people just can't tolerate the the noise but it's amazing for not a lot going on there's a lot going on Oh, there's stuff going on everywhere. It's motocross. It's always, it's always booming somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's, and it's funny because where we live, we live on uh, kind of the crossroads of a north south route and a east west route across Florida and down through Florida, and it's awesome watching trailers uh, go through and you're like, oh, where, where were they racing this weekend? Oh, they were racing in Bartow last weekend, and and uh, oh by the way, they had the. Uh, Hair scramble for Florida got kicked off with a rain fest on Sunday. Um, they go again at the end of this month. And there is a, if you're a local FTR guy, go eat pancakes for the Matt Batchy Foundation. Um, they do this every year at one race, and they're going to sling pancakes. Go get pancakes, support the foundation, drop an extra 10 in. It's for a good cause. It's for a kid that lost his life, and then they do good things with that money. Um, that was the family created that in honor of their son who was mm-hmm. was a racer. So um, that's coming up. Um, I might have more information before our next episode to share with that because those are the things like this sport, it takes people, it harms people, and it builds people. Mm-hmm. And it, it does all of those in the same time. So I think it's important that we highlight those types of things too. And I wish Oakley the best of luck this weekend. Um Hopefully he gets to enjoy himself and have fun just riding a motorcycle. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah. Um, next week we'll we'll get some results from Okeechobee. Yep. And um, 
Got some date city stuff, and and I'll let you know about a corn maze. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure. We'll so here's some real life stuff. So yeah, yeah. Are we? Are you camping this weekend, or are we just driving up and back? No, we're camping. Camping. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do without toy hauler anymore. So, I guess loadout day today. Go uh, relax and cruise up. I wish it was relaxing, but yeah. Um, get the house cleaned up. Get the toy hauler ready. Get some groceries. Very good. Well, this is a late week episode. We're going to do everything we can to get it up and out as quick as possible. And then next Tuesday, we'll shoot episode 32. And we'll sit around and talk about when we're going to take our first break. Because we don't want to lose, not that we have momentum or followers, but we don't want to lose the our traction. So um, for Derek Schaefer with DBS, Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services, which, by the way, I do that backwards. It's actually DBS. Mm-hmm. Handyman services and custom fabrication. but And for Trey with Michelle and Trey Real Estate, this has been episode 31 of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. And we look forward to you all being out riding this weekend. Have fun, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.